Every year I know we gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Star. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I will Welcome in to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. I am Wags, and joining me as always is Dane, and we are recording here on a Thursday evening, um, and we are getting ready for week 11. Packers will be facing the LA Chargers back at Lambeau Field. Um, so, Dane, we get to take on another uh, AFC West opponent, and uh, I think this is going to be one of those that um, certainly the Packers, after playing a tight game against the Steelers last week, are going to be doing all that they can to get a victory on the board. And I think um, some, I'm really excited to get into this one because, um, uh, Dane, I, I thought the Packers came off of, although a, a close loss, um, a, a game that it seemed like they finally made some progress uh, after weeks of 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 uh, not necessarily getting where we wanted them to be. Uh, certainly, we had a week win against the Rams a couple weeks ago, but even in a loss last week against Steelers, I think Packers finally started looking like the team we expected them to be this year. Yeah, uh, Wags, good, good to see you, and I' um, excited to talk about this coming week's game. Um, it's actually a game I'm going to be at this week um, at Lambeau Field, but. You were at the game last week in Pittsburgh, so would love to just kind of get your take, um, even briefly, uh, of you know just the experience, the fan experience as a Packers fan. Um, I think we both have a lot of respect for the, the fans over there in Pittsburgh. We don't say that a lot about a lot of teams and organizations, but what's your um, what's your read and what was your takeaway last week seeing the Packers for the first time in 2023 with your own eyes in person? Yeah, uh, it was. A great experience, really good game. Certainly we would have liked to see the Packers come away with a win. Uh, but honestly, I thought both, both teams played a clean game. Um, obviously Jordan Love had the, the tipped interception. Um, and, and then the last one, which we were talking off air. I mean, yes, it goes down in the stat book as an interception, but, um, last play of the game, you've got to throw it into the end zone and, ho- and hope something's going to happen. So we can talk more about that later, but uh, I thought Jordan Love played a fantastic game. Honestly, it's it's really interesting when you get a full view of the field. Uh, I think sometimes on TV, uh, you do get angles and you can evaluate what's happening, certainly, but um, when you can see where everyone is on the field um, at all times as the routes are happening live. You can see um, the pass rush bearing down on Jordan Love and um, how quick those decisions need to happen and, and how he's working through his progression. Um, where the ball's coming out, um, I, I felt he was a, as accurate as I've seen him as a starter for the Packers, and, and that was encouraging to see. Um and uh, honestly, uh, we were just made a couple of mistakes and Pittsburgh didn't. And that's how Pittsburgh six and three and Packers are three and six right now. The, the talent discrepancy was basically nothing. Um, honestly, I think the Packers are just as, if not more talented than the Pittsburgh Steelers are. Um, unfortunately, um, the Steelers are finding ways to win games. And that's kind of been the MO on, under Mike Tomlin. It's just a fantastic coach. Um, and the Packers this year, 
have been finding ways to lose games. And so you can point to lots of reasons why, uh, but that was kind of uh, the the game in a nutshell. Uh, as far as the fan experience, the Steeler fans are super cool. I think they respect Packer fans, and I think the Packer fans were there, made it known that we really respect Steelers fans, uh, legacy fan bases. Um, so just a uh, uh, really uh, respectful, um, nice, just uh, really wanted to um, talk football uh, with us. So I, I think that was a good experience. Um, Dane, one of the things that we did was we took a ferry over um, to the, the stadium, and I'm not going to call it Acrisure. It's technically Acrisure, but Heinz Field, I think, is what most fans know it as. Uh, so that was a really cool experience. They've got a f- bunch of ferries, um, two, th- 250, 300 fans on every ferry getting, uh, going directly, uh, over to the stadium, uh, on the river there. So, um, nothing beats a Lambo game day experience, uh, uh, by any means, but Pittsburgh, really nice city, very clean, awesome fans. Um, and, and def- definitely a really cool experience just going on the ferry. Uh, right past the downtown and, and getting dropped off right at the stadium. So um, all in all, um, definitely recommend. And I hope Packers have an opportunity to play in Pittsburgh again sometime in the next few years. Uh, so I would guess probably won't be anytime real soon, just uh, based on the fact that obviously they're in the AFC. But um, uh, definitely recommend as as an experience to, to get to Pittsburgh for a Packer game. Or if you, if you have an opportunity to go to another NFL game and it's not the Packers playing the Steelers, um, certainly one that's worthwhile to, to get to and, and get to experience in person. That's awesome, man. I'm so glad you're able to do it. So glad you're back. And, uh, you know, now all of a sudden it, it was kind of a gut-wrenching loss to a certain extent, but there's a lot of promising things I thought um, from this last week. The offense, I feel like, continued to build wags. And I think that's a good segue as we start to look at this week and maybe take some things that we learned from last week into this week. But the Packers, you know, no rest for the wary for, for the NFL. Uh, in the NFL, it's week 11. The Packers are now going to be at home this week. Chargers have a losing record. Packers have a losing record. Chargers are looking to even it up at 5-5, five and five, I believe, uh, after this week. Packers are looking to get a dub, right? So, um, you know, how are you feeling going into this week, Wags? And um, maybe we start with the injury report. I, I just um, – let, let's talk some Packer football. Let's talk week 11. Yeah, for sure. Um, so on the injury front, uh, the main thing that we're going to be looking at is Jair Alexander. Uh, he was a DNP on Wednesday, but was out there in a limited capacity today. So um, that does not guarantee that he's going to play this week, obviously, but it is progression. And it's a good sign that he was able to get out there and practice, obviously. Um, there's been a couple of weeks that Jair sat out after practicing uh, in a limited fashion, uh, one or two days. So um, I think we're really going to have to take a, a close watch on that going into uh, Friday and Saturday. Um, I'm guessing he'll probably end up with a questionable, uh, at best game designation. So, um, that's the big one, Dane, honestly. Uh, but, um, it, when you look at the other injuries, uh, for the Packers, I, I think the, the other news is that it looks like Quay Walker is trending to, to be able to return this week. Um, so certainly he's a guy that Coach LaFleur in his press conference today talked about 
is is someone that can really make plays. He likes to punch at the football, um, mm-hmm. force fumbles. He he's got an interception this year, nearly has a couple more. Um, so as as good as Isaiah McDuffie has been out there, both for filling in for Quay Walker and uh, for uh, Campbell uh, in a couple of the games that he missed early this season. It's definitely nice to get all your guys back, um, potentially, if if Jair is able to get out there as well. Uh, but definitely looks like uh, Quay Walker is trending to be back on the field this week. So uh, that is a good sign. Uh, he's a playmaker, and I think that can open up some things on the defense. On the flip side of things, uh, Rudy Ford, with a bicep injury, has not practiced either Wednesday or Thursday. So um, if I had to guess, Dane, uh, Rudy is not someone that's usually gotten the the veteran rest type treatment. If he's the game that he missed a couple weeks ago, he was a DNP on Wednesday and Thursday as well. Um, so we'll have to see, but I'm not as optimistic, uh, for Rudy Ford to be out there this week. Uh, but again, we'll have to wait and see. Everyone else, uh, was out there that's on the injury report, um, either in a limited or full, uh, participation. So I, I think those are the key highlights for the Packers. But Dane, I'm curious, do you have any thoughts or comments, uh, as far as uh, how those injuries could affect? Packers or how they might be working on the game plan uh, to have some contingency options, particularly if uh, Jair Alexander is not able to go again yet this week. Well, I'll tell you what, it, it'll be tough if Jair can't go and it'll be tough if Rudy can't go. And the reason I say that is Chargers want to pass the ball. That's what they're good at. They're really good uh, through the air. Um, Keenan Allen, who also didn't practice on Wednesday, but looks like he was back uh, today. Uh, we're recording on a Thursday night. Um, so I fully expect Keenan Allen to go and he's been, he's been nothing but a problem for opposing defenses. I, I read that he already has 93 targets on the year. Um, which is insane uh, going into week 11. Um, but it's not just that, right? It's it's that the Chargers spread the ball out really well through the air. So they might zero in. Uh, with Keenan Allen, because, you know, then we're, we're going to really be leaning yet again on Corey Ballantyne, who I thought played a really strong game, actually, in Pittsburgh. Um, but, you know, you're going with a guy who started the season on the practice squad starting on one side. We'd be starting with Carrington Ballantyne on the other side. And, you know, this is a Packers team that defensive backs all of a sudden, a few weeks ago, we had Jair Alexander, Razul Douglas, Eric Stokes was coming back from IR, you know, Kayshawn Nixon. We were talking, wow, look at all this depth. Uh, all of a sudden, a couple of weeks later, Ja can't go again. Razul Douglas is in Buffalo. Stokes is on the IR. It's a thin, thin group all of a sudden. So, um, Wags, I, I don't know if there's really a contingency plan other than it'd be really nice to get Ja Hare out there and it'd be really nice to get Rudy Ford out there and just be fully loaded against this uh, Chargers offense, which has been a top 10 offense in the league this year as far as uh, throwing the ball through the air. Yeah, and this is Jared's offense that maybe started a little bit slower. Um, they had some injuries early in the season. I think that might have had some impact, uh, but uh, they have been really rolling the last month. Um, they've been consistently at or over 30 points a game. Um, 
I, I know technically they had 27 a couple of weeks ago, but um, they've been putting up points. And so this is going to be a week that's really going to test this Packers defense. So you're absolutely right. If Jair is not able to go, if Rudy Ford's not able to go, while it is a next man up mentality, uh, this is the type of game that uh, with the weapons that the Chargers have and certainly with Justin Herbert at quarterback, uh, there's not a lot of offenses that you're going to face that have more talent uh, at those key position groups uh, than what we're going to see this Sunday. So, Dane, I, I certainly agree with you, and, and we'll have to see um, what the Packers are able to come up with in order to try to do anything to slow down this Chargers offensive tag. So let's go over to Chargers uh, on the injury front. Um Dane, I, I don't know if you have any thoughts on on the guys that are, are listed. Khalil Mack didn't practice Wednesday, um, was not listed. Um, it looks like that was more of a veteran rest. So I wouldn't read too much into his uh, being on the injury report. Um, Gerald Everett, starting tight end, didn't practice either Wednesday or Thursday with chest injury. Um, and then, as you said, Keenan Allen, while he didn't practice Wednesday, he was out there today. Uh, I, I know he was a little dinged up last week, but uh, stayed out there and, and, and finished off the game. So I don't expect uh, that he will be missing any any time at all uh, on the field on Sunday. Uh, so really pretty clean injury report for the Chargers other than uh, tight end Gerald Everett. So um, any any thoughts here as far as what what that could do for the Chargers and, and how they game plan and, and what they might be able to do? Um, I'm not sure if you feel like Gerald Everett would be a big loss uh, in what they want to do or if the Packers will be able to shift some guys and, and focus some attention elsewhere if he's unable to go. Yeah, I mean, you know, just watching Gerald Everett and a little bit. I mean, he, he can, he can get you a little bit. He's uh, he's pretty helpful in the blocking game. I feel like for them as well in certain instances, but honestly, Wags, he's, he's fairly far down the list from an offensive weapon perspective um, for me. And, and really, um, you know, if he goes, doesn't go, I'm not sure if that's going to be the, 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 the tilt tip tipping point probably for, for this game. Um, with the Packers. And that's why, like, I'm really zeroing in on, on Keenan Allen this week. And I'm, I'm really keying in on Austin Eckler. I think those are the two guys. Those are the key guys for the Packers to stop. And I don't know if I have an answer for it. And I, I'm going to put it back on you a little bit, but you know, how do the Packers zero in on this offense? Because so far, this is a Packer defense that's had some highs, it's had some lows, it's been fairly inconsistent overall across the board. I don't think they've seen an offense like this. Um, the Lions have been really good offense, and we faced the Lions once, uh, but they want to run the ball. This is the first team I feel like this season, we're kind of getting into that uh, part of the schedule where when we started the season, we went, oh, this is where it could get tough. Unfortunately, we only have a few wins, and now we're going into this tough portion. Uh, but this is a team that really wants to air it out. And, um, you know, I'll be very curious to see what the Packers' strategy is to stop the pass, to stop the run. Uh, but I turn to you, Wags, if we have to pick one, who are we keying in on to try to take away to stop this Chargers offense from just rolling over this Packers defense at Lambeau? 
Well, yeah, and it's, it's easier said than done, but you got to focus on the run again because they're we're coming off a game where the Steelers put up over 200 yards rushing on the Packers, and uh, we thought that the, this defense was making progress and stopping the run, but I think that was a little bit of fool's gold. Uh, it was more opponent-based than than anything scheme-based, apparently. Um, but uh, if you don't try to stop the run, I don't care what you do against Justin Herbert in this passing game. You can do everything you can. Certainly they will try to, to stop this passing game. Um, but good luck. Honestly, uh, they're good enough that they're going to beat you a good chunk of the time regardless. Uh, so if you're getting gouged in the run game, I don't think there's any way the Packers stop this Chargers offense, uh, to be completely honest with you, um, unless they're able to force some turnovers, uh, which is not something that you can really plan for. Uh, you'll take them when you can get them, but uh, this is the type of opponent that you've got to be able to find some way to take away one of the things that they do well. If Because if you are basically half-assed trying to uh, do, do both, you're probably not going to be successful. Um, that said, Dane, I, I got to tell you, I don't have a lot of confidence in Joe Barry to come up with a game plan that's going to do anything to stop this Chargers offense. I think we're probably going to end up seeing a lot of uh, base nickel, um, a lot of two-down offensive linemen. And the Chargers are probably going to be successful running and passing the football. Um, I hate to sound like a Debbie Downer, but you said it. This is the best offense that the Packers have faced since the Lions, and they got absolutely decimated by the Lions. Um, and so I'm just not sure uh, that even though I say that they need to try to uh, adjust and do some things and, and maybe have – um, schematically, uh, an extra defensive lineman out there instead of, uh, playing nickel in the base. Um, that might sound crazy against as talented of a pass attack as, as this Chargers team is. But if you don't, again, if you don't take, try to take away one thing that they do well, you're, you're just going to end up just, unfortunately, I think getting gouged the whole game. So, um, that's my two cents, but Dane, what what do you say? Like, what what would you try to do in, in this one to um, to effectively slow down this Chargers offense? Yeah, I I, I feel all that, and I, I wish I, I wish I disagreed with you, but it's it's true. Um, you know, this is going to be a tough matchup, and I'll tell you what, Justin Herbert has been really really good um, this year yet again. He's a nice quarterback. The Chargers got a good one. Um, Chargers are, are not four and five because of their offense. Their defense has been the problem. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, but I'll tell you what, Wags, Herbert, even like I, I mentioned, he even though he likes to go to Keenan Allen and understandably why, and Allen can kind of do a little bit of everything for, for this team and in this offense, he loves to spread the ball around. I think there's four or five other dudes um, that uh, in totality have like 30 plus targets this year. So it's, it's, it really is a, a little bit of everything uh, that the Packers are going to have to deal with. And not only that, but Herbert's also been really good um, against pressure this year. 
Um, but I think that that's maybe where it starts for this Packers team um, is it's we've been inconsistent with our pressure. I think Rashawn Gary's been really, really good um, when he was on a pitch count the last couple of weeks. He's had a little bit more trouble getting to the quarterback. So, Wags, um, you know, you know, I always want to say let's stop the run. Um, but if we continue to see this two down lineman, I don't care what, what Coach LaFleur says. I'm seeing two down linemen um, pretty consistently for this Packers defense. Um, and if, if um, you know, we're going to continue to see that, I think we're going to have to accept that maybe we're not able to stop the run so much. Um, so how are we going to stop this passing offense? We got to get to the quarterback. We got to get Justin Herbert off his mark. Um, so this week, I want to see some pressure from this team. I was inspired last week, Wags. Um, we talked about um, pre earlier uh, a couple weeks ago on the podcast. We were like, remember when Lori Butler was blitzing and doing his thing? This last week in Pittsburgh, we saw Rudy Ford blitzing the quarterback. I love seeing that. And I know blitz is kind of like this broad misnomer, but being a little bit more creative with our pressure packages. Um, you, you've astutely pointed out in the past that this Packers defense has a, a quote unquote high blitz rate, but they also then drop somebody back that we think should probably be, you know, rushing the passer. Um, I've seen, it doesn't matter if it's Phillip Rivers or other quarterbacks for this uh, Chargers team. When the Chargers come to Lambeau, historically, they kind to pick apart the Packers with some short passes. The Packers have been vulnerable in that this year. Um, so the only real way I think the Packers come out on top this week is if they win the turnover battle. Um, Herbert's been good uh, with this, had a turnover last week, I, I, but we got to win the turnover battle one of these weeks. This is a week we need to do it, and we need to be able to get the quarterback off his mark, and we need to pressure the quarterback. Easier said than done, but to me, Wags, that's the strategy, especially with a quarterback that likes to pepper the ball around to anybody and everybody on his offense. It is so dangerous. You can't cue in or key in on one guy. We have to play a really good um, a game defensively. We also need to tackle better. Um, no more missed tackles, um, gang tackling. We, we've seen this Packer defense be up and down on that as well. Again, easier said than done, but the reality is um, we need to clean up some of those penalties, get some turnovers, and, and, and really swarm to the ball. And so, I mean, this is going to have to be, I think, the best uh, uh, performance uh, of a Packers defense this year if the Packers are going to come out with a win. They're really going to have to click on all phases on the defensive line, linebacker core, and the defensive back if, if we want to slow down the charges enough uh, to win this football game. Yeah, uh, it's Justin Herbert's been protected pretty well. Um, they've it's only gotten sacked 20 times this year, which is in the top 10 in the league. So uh, not, not leading the way, but a pretty solid, uh, as you said. Chargers have not turned the ball over a ton on the offensive side of the ball. And um, as far as the defense and getting pressure, uh, one thing that I think is notable is Rashawn has been getting doubled a lot more, but he still isn't really up to a full complement of snaps. So I think that's an interesting point you made, Dane, and, and something to watch. Um, so I think he had a 68% snap share uh, against the Steelers. And, you know, traditionally, uh, before he got hurt last year, he's he's more in the 80 to 90 percent range. And I'm fine with the Packers rotating guys in there, but I, I think they need to figure out some ways to make some adjustments, too, because clearly offenses are keying on trying to uh, disrupt Rashawn, and so I think it's incumbent on the Packers to come up with some ways to move him around, uh, maybe have some additional stunts, uh, figure out if, if they want to change some things up as far as who's lined up next to him in pass rush situations. Um, all things that uh, can, can really just try to 
free him up so that he's not having to face so many of those double teams. I will say, though, Preston Smith come alive a little bit the last few games. Um, I don't think that's a coincidence. Uh, so if he can continue uh, to take advantage of the opportunities he's getting by not having as much attention shifted his way on his side of the line, uh, that definitely helps. But, uh, Dane, I, I think one of the things that we haven't seen in addition to Rashawn Gary is really any pressure from the defensive line. Yes. Um, that's been a disappointment really all year. Um, we thought this was going to be a really young, talented defensive line that could be disruptive both in the rush game as well as in the pass uh, rush game. So um, has not necessarily really been the case at all. Um, so this would be a really great week, I think, for the defensive line uh, to make their presence felt and, and maybe start to get some bigger performances from those guys as well. Um, but other than that, I agree with you. You can, uh, it's kind of what I said before, and you just said it, um, if we can get some turnovers, that's, that's really the only way that I see the Packers being able to slow down and quote unquote stop this Chargers offense is if we can force some turnovers. So, uh, and a little bit of luck is involved with that, but, uh, certainly getting a guy like Quay Walker back, um, could make a, a difference on that front as well. Yeah. And, and that's where, you know, we, we talk about this, but I, I almost want to transition right over to the Packers offense because I think that's the key to this game. I, I think Let's that. There's possibility of a shootout here. And that's, that's the, that's what we need. We've seen this Packer offense building, uh, over the last couple of weeks, Wags. And this is the best I think the offense has looked all season. Um, maybe outside of maybe that, that first game against the Bears where we just kicked the crap out of them. Um, you know, I think this is an offense that's building, um, slowly, but surely it's, it's getting better than it was. So Wags, um, you saw Jordan Love for the first time in person in a live uh, NFL game uh, last week. I'm going to see him this week. Um, you know, what do you think we can expect out of Jordan Love going into this matchup against the Chargers? And this is a Chargers defense, folks, that's been super up and down. This is one that's given up tons of point, 500 plus yards to the Dolphins one week, and the Dolphins are good, but they've given up, you know, 500 plus yards. They gave up a ton of yards last week, I think, against Detroit, but then they've beaten lesser teams. And, and kind of handled lesser teams. So they're a team, um, you know, that, that's, that, that has been able to kind of like beat the average team, but has trouble with the better team. So what do you expect, Wags, out of this Packers offense after seeing them last week against this Chargers kind of up and down defense? Well, it's I, not to disagree with you, Dane, because I, I, I don't necessarily think that you're wrong in terms of this being a potential shootout. But it's hard for me to get on board with that notion when Packers really haven't scored more than 20 points since the first game. Uh, so um, bad defense or not, I, there's going to have to be some things that really come together for that to happen. Um, I hope you're right, because that means Packers have a chance to win this game. Uh, and that's that's what we all want to see. Um, that said... Steelers, we think, have a good defense. Packers were able to move the football up and down the field. Um, just need to honestly get in the end zone when you have those red zone opportunities. Uh, they missed a field goal. They missed an extra, I'm sorry. They didn't miss a field goal. They missed an extra point. Um, and, uh, you know, two interceptions in the red zone. I, I said the last one, I don't really count. But the fact of the matter is you're in position to score touchdowns. You need to be able to punch it across the goal line. Packers haven't done that well enough. So um, I think it really comes down to what we've been saying all season, and that's run the ball. 
Um, if Jordan Love can get a similar performance to what we saw from him last week, then we're going to get plenty of opportunities to score. I, I, I We just need to make sure we uh, take care of football. Um, this is Chargers defense that's uh, amongst the league leaders in forced turnovers. Um, I think they have 15 takeaways so far this season. So they're opportunistic um, while not very good defensively they've been opportunistic and forcing those turnovers um, and getting them in bunches. So that's kind of been what saved them in some respects. I'm sure if they had a better defense, they'd be much better than four and five right now to your point earlier. Um, but um, we need to be able to run the ball. Um, we need to be able to run the ball early. We need to be able to run the ball often and we need to be able to run the ball, especially in the red zone. Uh, we haven't been efficient running the ball in the red zone. We've had some opportunities here and there when Aaron Jones has been out there uh, over the last couple of weeks, but we just have to be better uh, running the ball, particularly in the red zone and in those short yardage situations, uh, because that's what's going to kill you in a game like this is if you have to punt or if you have to attempt field goals uh, when you have opportunities to get in the end zone. Um, we can't afford to be giving up uh, points in the Chargers when they're probably going to put up a whole bunch. Uh, again, not to be Debbie Downer, but that's just the reality of it. Um, and also, by the way, not to go over back over to the Chargers offense, but they're going to go for it on fourth down a whole bunch of times too. So it's going to be interesting to see how Coach LaFleur on Packers offensive side tries to counter that. And that'll be, I'm sure, a lot of game flow, um, game situation. Are, are we up? Are we down? Where's the ball? Like, but, um, chargers are notoriously aggressive that, that works sometimes and that works against them an awful lot of the times too. Um, but that it does make me nervous when the Packers situationally haven't been the best either on the offensive or defensive side of the ball in the red zone and on third and fourth down situations. Um, so if they can get an improvement in those situational, um, uh, uh statistics this week uh, that could be a big edge that could swing things backers way as well watching live i was muted there uh for those listening to the podcast so um we need a better um performance out of aaron jones and um i think that we both carried the torch every single week. Like Aaron Jones needs to touch the ball more. I thought we saw one of the poorer performances out of Jones last week. And that was a tough pill to swallow. Um, for me, I, I, I thought that there were a couple drops from Aaron Jones. I didn't think that he was really seeing the field quite as well as we're used to seeing him. Um, so Wags, I agree, uh, wholeheartedly with you, uh, but I really want to see this Packers team, uh, try to, try to set the tone running the ball. Um, but I want to see Aaron Jones just, you know, kind of bounce back after a tough performance in Pittsburgh. We all have those tough days. Uh, and then really Wags, I want to see Christian Watson. Um, come alive. And this has been a tough week, tough couple of weeks for, for Christian Watson, I think. Um, the fan base, uh, sub, I should say this, let me preface this, a subset of the fan base um, has been, um, you know, that seems to be at odds with Christian Watson right now. Um, he's a young guy in his second year right now. And uh, we saw what he was capable of last year. I think this is a great opportunity at home uh, against a Chargers defense that has um, been soft at times. For, for Christian Watson to come alive. We're, we're, I think, just waiting and holding our breath, hoping that, you know, 
this is the week, right, that Jordan Love and Christian Watson get on the same page because I think they have the ability to be dynamic together. I really do. Um, but, but you know, we're running out of bandwidth on this season, and I'm just hopeful this is the week, Wags, and I'm not sure how the Packers do this, how they get the ball in Christian Watson's hands. Uh, maybe they have to manufacture a couple of plays just to get them read in early um, in the game, maybe a couple end arounds, Wags. We saw that with him a little bit last year, just for them to kind of get him involved early on. But I'd love for the Packers this week coming home with some comb cooking to just early and often get the ball in Christian Watson's hands, get him around the ball, um, and just try to get him right into this offense. Um, because I, I think that it, until he's doing what we think he can do, this offense isn't really hitting uh, the expectations we have for what we think they can do. Yeah, um, and if you remember, it was about this time last year that Christian Watson started to go on his tear. I, I think it was about this time last year yeah, that I was right. starting to wonder if my love for him as a second-round pick was a little bit misplaced. I was worried that he was a little bit of a one-trick pony. All they seemed to be able to do with him was to do those end-arounds. But at this point, Dane, I think you're absolutely right. You've Go back to that. Get him involved. Maybe that's something that can get him going. Um, I, it's, it is puzzling. I, I, you said it's a subset of, of fans that are, are really kind of getting on his case, but it's a results based business. And the dude has 14 catches in six games so far this season. Um, he's not our number one receiver right now. Does he have the talent to be? Sure. But. Jaden Reed is far outperforming him. Romeo Dobbs has been outperforming him. I'm not going to say far outperforming him. He's had great um, catches, though. Romeo Dobbs had some yeah. catches, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and uh, so, I mean, it's it, not that it, we're sitting here and uh, putting, ascribing a number to, okay, well, they're the number one, the number two, the number three, but we expected more out of Christian Watson. Um, so regardless of what we want to say about what we think about his potential and trying to stick with him. Um, I'm not going to kill the guy, but at the same time, some of the criticism I feel is, is warranted. Um, we expected more from him and it just hasn't been happening. Uh, is it all his fault? No. Um, I think that he and Jordan love have been kind of missing each other at times is kind of a kind way to put it. Um, but he's got to be better. He's got to be better at playing the football when he has opportunities to go up on those 50-50 balls. Um, that's not been something that he's been terribly productive at so far in his career. Um, at the same time, the coaches need to put him in a better position to be successful. Uh, I think a lot of the opportunities he's had has been, let's just run a, a seam route uh, with Christian Watson and he is getting a lot of underthrown balls thrown his way. Um, so it's, it's hard to completely blame Christian Watson, but at the same time, he's had opportunities to go up and make some plays. And, uh, all in all, he hasn't been terribly successful with that. He's made some plays in those situations, but I think we need him to be better. And, and I honestly, I think Christian Watson would be the first guy to tell you that he expects more from himself as well. So, um, I agree, Dane. I'm hoping that this is the week similar to last season that he can kind of start to get uh, going a little bit because that's another dynamic that's really been 
part of why I think this offense has been so inconsistent and has struggled a little bit this year. We were counting on more from Christian Watson. We get more from him. That helps everything on this offense. It helps the run game. It helps Romeo Dobbs. Um, I mean, you name it. Uh, it just stretches the field both horizontally and vertically, uh, and it makes this Packer offense a lot harder to cover. Um, one more thing, lest I start rambling on here. Being live is amazing watching how the Steelers had no respect for the Packers' uh, ability to throw deep. Um, and Jordan Love actually made them pay for that a, cu- a couple of times. So that's on tape now. Uh, but they were really playing single high safety basically the whole game. And, and not only that, they were really rolling up a lot of guys up towards the line of scrimmage. And so it's going to be interesting to see if the Chargers uh, do that again this week or if what they saw from Jordan Love last week is enough for them to kind of back things off a little bit and uh, maybe uh, give their DBs a little bit more help over the top. Uh, But I will say this, if Christian Watson doesn't start to become part of that vertical pass game, um, it's going to be really difficult uh, for the Packers to be able to get the looks that they want um, and to open some things up underneath. Um, Perhaps against a defense like the Chargers, they'll still be able to be successful. Uh, but uh, sooner or later, they're going to have to prove that they can make some of those connections. Um, and I'm hoping that it starts this week uh, because that could that could really pay dividends, not only this week, but in future weeks for the rest of the season. Yeah, no, it's 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 really good insight, Wags, and I um, we're are, we're streaming all over the place tonight and uh, on on Insta Live. Uh, uh, D Cosmere ninety four says Jordan uh, has amazing some amazing throws, but he also has some terrible throws. Like fifty percent a game, and just needs to throw the ball better. And Jones and Dylan need uh, thirty touches each a game. I think that's a little more um, than 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 uh, than they need personally. But I think is it um, thir- maybe it's it, thirty combined. Is it thirty combined? 30. Uh, is that that? I think that's completely reasonable. That's reasonable. That's yeah, that's yeah. that's probably that's probably more reasonable and accurate. Um, but, but you're right. I mean, I think that Jordan, Jordan has had some really good games uh, or overall games, but there's also been some, there's throws in every game where I think we all wish that he'd be a little bit more consistent or or get back. And, uh, you know, week to week, sometimes I, I start to rack my head and go, you know, who am I used to watching for the last 15 years? It's been Aaron Rodgers, who, you know, was kind of a a surgeon more often than not with the ball. Um, So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of balancing my, my thoughts with that, but I I hear that because, you know, it's completion percentage isn't where we want it to be. Uh, But overall wags, I have to say um, um, overall, I am, um, I'm optimistic of Jordan Love. I like the big arm. I like the mentality that he has. Um, and I, and I want to see guys play better around him. I don't think pro football focus is the end all be all, uh, for anything. Um, but based on, on, on their assessment, Jordan Love's one of the top 10 players on the Packers this year. Um, if you would have told me that to start the season, I would have been ecstatic right now. We're not happy with where we're at right now. And again, I'm not basing everything on pro football focus by any stretch because we have our own eyes. We know how this game's played. Um, but I will say that, 
Um, I think we're watching him improve. And that's really what I've been looking for this year um, is can he improve? And now can he improve on this stretch, right? Against some really good offenses um, where they might be down and he's going to have to chase. Um, you know, I want to see what he looks like by the end of the year, but I'm hopeful this week, Wags, you said he made Pittsburgh pay last week. Can he make the Chargers pay this week? And if he can do that, I'm going to be, you know, increasingly optimistic because I want to see him stacking success. That's what I'm looking for right now. Dean, uh, this Packer offensive line has struggled against top tier pass rushers. Did held their own pretty well last week against TJ Watt and Alonzo Highsmith. But this Charger defense has Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. So let's talk about those guys a little bit because um, see, while we've had some progress from the offensive line, if this is the type of game that becomes a high-scoring affair or if the Packers are chasing points, uh, that really plays right into the strengths of uh, you know really talented pass rush, um, regardless of some of the holes or weaknesses the rest of this Chargers defense may have. Um I think that's a big reason why they've been able to force so many turnovers is pressure on the quarterback. And um, certainly they've got guys that fly around in secondary, but um, if they're putting up points and getting pressure on the quarterback on the defensive side, uh, that that's not a great recipe uh, based on what we've seen from this Packers offensive line. Most of this season, that being said, is there anything that you saw last week uh, against the Steelers, who also have a top-tier uh, pass rush uh, with Highsmith and, and T.J. Watt, uh, that gives you a little bit of optimism for what they might be able to do uh, to keep those guys in check this week as well. Yeah, I mean, I thought Zach Tom was tremendous last week for the Packers. I, I think that uh, T.J. Watt what, ended up getting a sack. I don't think that was necessarily on, on Zach Tom. He played really well. Um yeah, I mean, I, I thought that the Packers were able to keep six guys in in certain situations to help ease ease the pain. They also, I thought the running backs overall did a nice job in some pass pro. So, um, Wags, I, you know, I was optimistic overall with what this Packers team did. Now, the coaching staff this week said that the left tackle position is is still, you know, they're competing. It's they're, it's still an open competition going into this week. So, um, will we see Yash Nyman? Will we see Rasheed Walker? Remains to be seen who we're going to see there. And, you know, I think we'll keep an eye on that. But I expect the rest of the guys to remain where they're at uh, for at least another week. I don't expect too much shuffling there. I know a lot of fans are um, hoping Sean Ryan uh, gets gets some run and what wags. I don't think we're long for that, if I'm being honest. I think Sean Ryan's probably going to get some run before the season's uh, over. But at least for another week, I expect at least the same four and then I'm guessing Rasheed Walker, after last week's performance, gets another uh, shot this week at left tackle. I thought he played well enough to, to get another look. But, um, you know, overall, I was I was pretty impressed with this offensive line against T.J. Watt. And this is another week. Bosa is really tough. Khalil Mack, not quite the guy he was, you know, five years ago. But I think he also had a five-sack game earlier this season. So um, he can still go off in bunches. So he's not somebody that you can sleep on. But really, it's Bosa is who I'm circling as the most impact guy across this uh, defensive line that the Packers are going to have to be extra mindful of. Yeah. Um, Dean, one other thing I want to touch on before we get into our X-Factors and yeah. score predictions we talk about touches, touches for the running backs, um, certainly touches for Christian Watson. Um, you know, it's, it's 
it doesn't seem like there's enough to go around and it's not because they're doing too much passing and the receivers are getting too many touches at the expense of the run game or vice versa. Um, it's all just all about gaining yards, getting first downs, moving the chains, putting up points and, and offense being productive. And those things can follow that said, I'm going to throw one guy out there uh, again, that seems to be getting open every week. And that's Lucas Musgrave. Uh, every week he's getting open. Um, coming off two of probably his best performances as a pro, um, getting his first touchdown against the Rams, um, and then having two big catches last week against the Steelers. Dane, I'm just saying, he seems to just get open over the middle. Tight end is typically a safety valve, especially for a young quarterback. Is there any way that we can just call his number a, a little bit more? I know he's a rookie, but this dude just keeps keeps getting open. Um, I just I'm just asking for some volume. Can't we can't we get him six, seven, eight, ten targets this week and see what he can do with it? And maybe that's something that can really be a pressure valve and, and open up some things on the offense as well. I love. I mean, uh, that is phenomenal, um, phenomenal um, advice. I think Wags, especially. I look at this Chargers defense, and nobody's really popping off the screen uh, to me. As far as um, they they haven't been tight end killers this year, right? I think it's a they, they've actually been pretty susceptible to to tight ends attacking them downfield. So that's a really astute observation, not only because of Musgrave's talent, but also the Chargers' inability to stop the tight end. So. I'm with you. Like, let's kind of go back to the basics, get into some of that 12 2 tight end run, um, you know, play a little bit tighter for a week, at least in certain down and distances in certain situations, and let Luke Musgrave go off and, and do what he does because you're right. He's been able to get open. He's a big body, but he's clearly athletic and he's shown really, really strong. Um, ability to track the ball in the air and, and, you know, come down with the catch. So um, why not this week really target him and make him more of a focal point of this offense? Because I'll tell you what, Wags, going into the year, one of my bigger concerns was, oh, shoot, we're going to have this really young tight end room. Tight ends historically take a number of years to develop. I mean, everybody says, oh, you just need a Travis Kelsey kind of guy. It's like, who the, who the heck's got a tra- one guy, one team's got Travis Kelsey, right? So, and, and there's one Gronkowski and he's not in the league anymore. Um, but Musgrave is somebody that clearly is um, taking leaps and bounds. He's been really good inline blocker over the last couple of weeks for the Packers. And, and he's also been able to track the ball and do the things he needs to do in that route running. So for all those reasons, man, I'm 100% uh, with you. My mom just chimed in in our chat wags and said, you bet give Musgrave the ball. So if my mom Joni thinks Luke Musgrave needs the ball, it's time for Musgrave to get at five, six, seven targets this week. I love it. And uh, maybe that's maybe Joni, maybe the maybe Coach LaFleur will listen to you. He, he certainly isn't <laughs> listening to us. So uh, we'll, we'll take it any way we can. That's for sure. Um, Dane, I think it's time. Let's get into the X factors. Leap spirits. And Leap Spirits, X-Factors, and uh, certainly um, find Leap Spirits wherever you go in Wisconsin. Um, go to LeapSpirits.com, click on Find Leap Spirits, and you can find Leap Spirits Vodka. Um, and uh, it's a great vodka to go with your pregame, in-game. Um, so versatile uh, to have all of those uh, vodka cocktails. Um, certainly... In Wisconsin, we, we love our Bloody Marys, but lots of different ways to mix it up, and it's just super good. So I just got to tell you, I'm not 
typically a big vodka guy, but really, really good uh, stuff. So go go get that. Rep Leap Spirits for us and uh, at them uh, when you get that from the store and, and add it to your pregame ritual. So, um, folks, I think it's time. Offensive X Factors. Dane, I'm going to turn it over to you to kick things off this week. Yeah, um, I talked about him. It's Christian Watson is my Leafs here. It's X Factor this week. Um, it is time for Christian Watson to come alive. Um, and and this would be a week, Wags, where if he can stretch the field, but also make some of those intermediate catches and make some of those contested catches, it's it's time. Um, John, early in our chat, I didn't have a chance to shout it out. One of the reasons that um, uh, you know, Jordan's um, passer rating or, or completion percentage is lower is there's been a ton of drops across the board from this offense this year. And that's accurate. I, I couldn't agree more with that. This is a week where I would love to see somebody just blow up uh, offensively and who better than Christian Watson. Um, you know, the fan base, some of, some of which, as we've touched on it, there's been some challenges there. And um, I mean, I believe in the guy. We know what he can do. This would be a tremendous week for him to just blow up and for he and Jordan to get on the same page. So for all those reasons, Wags, um, if, the, if the Packers have a chance in this one, I truly do think it's going to have to be a shootout. The Packers are going to have to put up more than they put up uh, in, in a number of weeks. And uh, one way to do it is with Christian Watson breaking one or two away. So Christian Watson is my leap spirits X factor on the offensive side. Yeah, uh, I definitely like that pick. Um, I'm actually going to stay a receiver. And for once, I'm not going to pick Jaden Reed uh, as a receiver. Although, again, I picked him as an X factor. He made me look really good last week. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to give him a little break. I think he can be productive without me having to give him the X factor nod. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, his fellow rookie wide receiver, Dontavian Wicks. You picked him as an X factor a couple of times. And, um, he's another guy that's been more productive than Christian Watson this year be quite honest. And similar to what I just said uh, about Luke Musgrave, Dontavian Wicks seems to just keep getting open. Um, so how about targeting him in some of these uh, opportunities? If Christian Watson is not getting it done, I I'm, I'm, don't mean to add fuel to the fire for some of those other fans that are are, are really ready to move on from Christian Watson, because I, I don't disagree with what you're saying, and I'd love to see him get involved. He's got a ton of talent, can add that dimension. Um, but if it's not there this week, let's let's try it early. And if it's not there, uh, maybe lean on Dontavian Wicks uh, a little bit more in those passing situations. I think he's been more dynamic in his route running uh, and his ability to to get open. He's been really productive in his opportunities when he's got the targets. Um, so uh, similar to to Musgrave, uh, let's let's keep feeding these rookies. Musgrave, Jaden Reed. Uh, Dontavian Wicks, uh, maybe these are the guys that can really get this pass game going and uh, give Jordan Love some some additional consistency and confidence and and build on a couple of nice weeks uh, for this offense uh, in the last couple of weeks. So I'm going to stick with the rookie, shift a little bit, steal your spotlight, and uh, Dontavian Wicks uh, for me this week as an X Factor. That's great. And in and our Insta Live right now, Adam Gilbertson goes, Wicks! with a bunch of exclamation points. We're loving us some Dontavian Wicks here in Green Bay. Um, Wags, um, I, I like the, I love the the pick for offensive X-Factor. Who you got on defense as your Leaf Spirits X-Factor this week? I'm going to go with Quay Walker. Um, if he's back out there this week, I think he's going to be chomping at the bit. And um, this is a week we need four turnovers. And uh, so I think Quay Walker is a big part 
of those opportunities for the Packers to get turnovers, whether he's the one that actually secures it or not. Um, so I really like uh, the opportunity this week for Quay Walker to come out, have a big week, big performance, and uh, prove that he's an impact player and can be a difference maker on the defense side of the ball. So I'm excited to see him back out there. Really pleased by what we've seen with Isaiah McDuffie, as I said. Uh, but Quay Walker is one of the dif- difference makers on the defensive side here in the second year. He's been having a great season, so hopefully he's back to full health and, and can get out there and have a big game this week. Yeah, he sets a tone, right? He's so physical, um, total tone setter, side-to-side guy, especially with Austin Eckler out there, Wags. I love that selection. I really do. Um, I'm going to kind of cheat this week on the defensive side um, because he also plays a lot of special teams. It's going to be Kayshawn Nixon. is going to be my Leaf Spirits X Factor. Um, feels close on special teams to taking one back, um, but also on the defensive side, he's played some really good football. We've talked about it ad nauseum. Uh, quarterback for the, the, the Chargers likes to spread the ball all around the field, so we're going to need a group effort from this defense, especially in the slot. K-9, this is your week. Um, and I, I would love to see him, you know, blitzing off the edge. I'd love to see him take one to the house, uh, as a return man. I'd like to just see him around the ball. He's physical. Um, he, he's an imposing presence. He's a veteran now on this defense wags. That's that, that, uh, in that defensive backfield without Jair Alexander, without Rudy Ford, um, it, it could be a pretty young defensive backfield this week. So for all those reasons, K-9 is definitely going to be my my Leap Spirits X factor and would love to see him make an impact. And also, Wags, if this Packers team's going to win, it's going to have to be a three-phase game. It can't just be offense, can't just be defense. It has to be special teams too, and they've been tough some weeks. So it'd be huge if K-9 has a big game on both sides on special teams and on defense, gives us a much better chance of winning this ballgame. Yeah, I completely agree with you. So, all right, let's get into score predictions. Folks, throw your score predictions in the chat right now, uh, wherever you're watching. I want to see them light up the screen here. Uh, do you think, like Dane, that this could be a shootout? Uh, are you skeptical, like Wax, that that could happen? Um, we'll see. Uh, I'll, Dan, I'll, I'll, I'll give these folks a chance to agree with you and i'm just going to go right ahead and i'm going to predict the packers to win i i i've got them 27 to 24 over the chargers and to me that's a shootout from what we've seen with the packers this year i don't think it's going to all come from the offense i think this is a game packers defense forces a couple of turnovers uh doesn't necessarily get points from the defense but gives the Packers offense opportunities deep in the Chargers territory. We're able to convert, and that ends up being the difference in this game. Um, and that is also what limits the Chargers from putting up over 30 points against this defense. Um, so turnovers are going to be the big difference. And I've got the Packers coming away with uh, two, three of them this week, and uh, they're, they're going to be able to do just enough squeak out the victory 27 points would be by far the most points Packers put up since week one uh I would be happy with that I'd be happy with the win uh but what say you Dane uh, just go ahead and blow my mind uh, 41 points for the Packers this week or how crazy are you gonna get here 
Well, I'm looking, I'm looking across the board here. We've got folks chiming in. Uh, John on our Facebook chat has Packers 31 and the Chargers 28. I love the optimism, John. Uh, on Insta Live, my boy Wilbur, who actually is flying out from Montana, and that's who I'm going to the game with on Sunday. Uh, he said if the Packers team is going to win, it's going to have to come from some super fans in the stands. I agree, Wilbur. So we're going to bring the energy uh, on Sunday. He also says Packers win 23-13. Adam Gilbertson says 27-10 Packers. Silence the haters. That This chat tonight, everybody's optimistic about the Packers. How could I disagree, Wags? 34-27. Packers are going to put up a ton of points. Defense is going to do their part. They're going to get some short fields for Jordan Love. I don't care. I agree, Adam. Silence the haters. Packers win. 34-27, and then wipe that nasty taste out of their mouths, and the Packers win at Lambeau Field. I'll tell you what. I hope uh, the super fans can do better than I was able to do last week. I did the best I could, but you know what? I'm not out there suited up and, and calling plays or, or playing on the field. So um, I'm going to just take that fan status and, and distance myself from the outcome, and we'll, we'll be willing to give – you guys, all the credit in the world if we come away with victory here on Sunday. Yes, yes, yes. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Wags did an awesome job of throwing some pictures up on social last week. I'm going to do my best this week to throw some pictures up from Lambeau Field. Um, feel free to engage with us on, on social throughout. Um, always follow us, Lombardi's Legends, Lombardi's Legends Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. Tell your friends. Follow us on, on our podcast. Do whatever you got to do. But, man, I'm excited for this week, Wags. It was a lot of fun to connect again. Man, I'm ready for some Packer football. I love it. All right, folks, thanks so much for joining tonight. As always, be legendary and go Pack Go! go. go, go. Every year I know we're gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport, and I'll leave it with your good luck. Only thing I will say.